Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad to be here with you today in our Hebrews Bible study. And uh, we are going to dig right in here to Hebrews chapter 6 today. This is part 5. We're on a two-hour delay uh, today because of unexpected events. There's always something. As you've heard those saying, it's always something. Well, most of the time it's, all, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always some things. So, uh, but anyway, we press on through. We keep on moving. And uh, the gospel and uh, its presentation and offering to all who have ears to hear is the most important thing in the world and always has been because uh, through that avenue alone comes where we will cho have chosen to be with our Lord forever and ever uh, instead of separated from Him forever and ever. So praise God. Again, today is August the 19th. This is part 5 of Hebrews chapter 6. Let's go ahead and dig right in. Let me see what time it is. We've got a half an hour here to go. And so let's... Let's look at where we left off Monday morning, uh, where in verse 4, where the Bible says, For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away, now notice in this verse, what it is they will fall away from. Watch. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put Him to an open shame. That's exactly what happens when Christians fall away. The Bible says fall away, turn away from this great way of righteousness, Peter said in 2 Peter 2 and 21, it's better that you never knew it than after you've known it to have turned... Talking about the way of righteousness, it's better that you never knew the way of righteousness than after you've known it to turn away from the holy commandment. So it's very important you understand this. What, what, what we can... Don't get caught up with the Calvinist uh, heresy that says a Christian can't ever fall away. Uh, that, that, that puts us in the judgment seat and then we begin to judge the hearts of men and, and that's just not the place you want to walk. We want to walk in the light of what we read in God's Word. So uh, here we see that we can fall away. We, we can walk in a place where God will not permit us to go on unto perfection. Go on unto the, what the end of Hebrews 5, really it, all this is all about us awakening from the slumber and the place of dull hearing we've been as babes on the milk and to begin to become skillful in the word of righteousness and the Holy Spirit then able to give us a greater discernment between good and evil. The lost world has a discernment between good and evil. Babes in Christ, the born again, 
on the milk have a little higher discernment between good and evil or whatever ratio you want to place on it. It's more of a discernment of good and evil than the lost world has, but it's still at a lower level than God wants His people to be able to walk in when they mature onto the meat where they become experienced. Never forget that word, experiencing the word in righteousness. And God wants us to go on to this perfection as we see in verses 1 through 3 of Hebrews 6. Verse 3 says, This we will do. What will we do? We will go on unto perfection if God permits. Do you understand that? Well, why wouldn't God permit it? But Well, we see that in verse 6. If we fall away from the exclusive one and only way that God permits and God gives us His strength and grace to go on unto perfection, if we, if we don't go His way, which is giving the more earnest heed to this salvation we've received, which has already been written in this same letter then He won't permit it. God doesn't just permit us to go on and to grow because we're having hard times because horrible things have happened to us or those around us or because America's collapsing. Listen, we're not changed for the glory of God by hard times. We might be changed for the glory of God in hard times, but it's going to always be through the only avenue that God permits, which is becoming skillful, experienced in the word of righteousness. That means the word of the cross of Christ because no other avenue comes the status of righteousness. God justified you when he saw your faith in his son and what his son did for you at Calvary and that righteousness that you were imputed, you had imparted, Romans chapter 3 says, to you and upon you, you received that status when your heart believed unto righteousness, meaning the righteous one in his righteous work at Calvary and you were also robed in that righteousness and you were made a servant of that righteousness and you were set on the path of that righteousness and you and I have become justified by the blood of Jesus, the work of Christ. God justified us because He first declared us righteous. Never forget, God will never justify anything that is not righteous. Not the status of a person, not the fruit of a person. It must be the righteousness of the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave Himself for us. If the cross is not the focus, my friend, I can assure you, then the fruit that you think you have of the faith you say you have is not righteousness. It takes one's faith anchored in the cross, and let me make sure we understand this today, ignorance doesn't play a role in this. God doesn't go around ignorance and just any way does. No, 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 my friend. No. 
I understand it rains on the just and the unjust, but I also understand nobody gets saved and goes to heaven without faith in Christ and His atoning work at Calvary. Nobody on the planet can bear forth the fruits of His righteousness without faith in Christ and His sacrifice. Not one ounce of fruit, not any good deed done, not any fruit has ever been righteous fruit unless it's coming by the power of the Holy Spirit who legally works within the confines of one's faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. To disagree with that means that you're either not saved or you are or you're still on the milk and and you're refusing to move on to the meat. But you've got to be able to hear the truth and, and, and because the truth is the only thing that reveals, shows forth the righteousness of God. Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. And righteousness is that which we should learn to love for it's the only avenue through which we were created a new end. Ephesians says we were created in righteousness. Hallelujah. And and everything to God is about His righteousness. He declares a people righteous, robes them in righteousness, and if they keep believing in that which allowed Him to robe them in His righteousness, which is the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins, then that garment will remain untainted and held intact and they they will be able to enter into that wedding banquet with that untainted garment of righteousness. So let's look at this now. Verse, uh, let's read verse 6 again. If they shall fall away. It doesn't, this is not talking about an act of sin. This is not talking about someone who goes out and, and, and falls back into a state of, uh, of sinful activity. My friend, my friend. This is talking about falling away from faith in the crucified Son of God. And the whole world is either accepting Christ again today as a Christian, you and me, reckoning myself again today dead indeed to the sin nature and alive in Christ through faith in what He did for me at Calvary, denying myself of whatever would hinder me from taking up my cross again today and following my Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Without faith in the cross, we're not following Christ. We might think we are. We might say we are. We might feel like we are. But Jesus said, if any man come after me, he must first of all deny himself. (coughs) Then he'll be able by the power of the Holy Spirit to take up his cross. That means keep faith in the cross of Christ to be able to follow Jesus Christ. Never forget that. So if we fall away from faith in the cross. It's not something that happens, uh, I don't I better not say that. It, it is something that most assuredly happens and has to millions upon millions even in our own nation of America at this moment. 
I've been there. I've fallen away from uh, faith, exclusive faith in the cross, and even been accused of, of, of trusting in a, the other Jesus, another Jesus that Paul taught, when in all reality, those that come back to Calvary and trust in His atoning work in that alone for all forgiveness of sin for all the grace of God every day that you, listen it's those who refuse to make the cross of Christ the only object of their faith who are really walking away slowly and surely each and every day falling falling away means it's a gradual fade, my friend. We can fall away as we begin to listen to uh, men and women who can speak so well and are dressed so well and make us feel so well. It was just yesterday someone sent me a, 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 a something excerpt out of, of, of a certain writing of a certain preacher that I won't get into who it is, but it, it talked about us walking in the shadow of the Lord and, and the Lord having a shadow and that is so, it, it, it sounded good and if you don't know the scriptures it'll make you feel good but it's nothing but mere psychology and the wisdom of men for there is no darkness in our God at all. There is no shadow about Him. 1 John 1 7 says if we walk in the light as He is in the light. He doesn't produce shadows, my friend. So we have to be careful who we're listening to because they can make us feel good. They, they can move our emotions. But at the end of the service, have I been through the Scriptures and the power of the Holy Spirit? Have I heard the testimony of God, which is His Son, Christ Jesus, and Him crucified? If I have not, I'm in the process of tripping and staggering and falling. I want you to know that. Listen, uh, the, the falling away means it's a slow fade. It doesn't mean just I wake up one day and all of a sudden decide I ain't trusting in all that Jesus and all that cross stuff. Or but usually that's not the case anyway. It's I'm not you know all that cross stuff, all that cross stuff, and that's just another Jesus. And let me tell you something: uh, we're not in the beginning of the apostasy. We're not in the middle of the apostasy, we're at the end now. The closing few vaporous moments, if that's a phrase I can use, of the fullness of the times of the Gentiles. And just as Israel was found when Jesus showed up to save them, the church is going to be found when Jesus comes for them. All this kingdom now garbage and that the, Jesus is not coming until the church gets in order and the church gets it all right and the church takes over and has the, they're in control of the government. That's not on one line of one page of your Bible, my friends. You need to understand that. What is on the page of your Bible is that there's going to be a great falling away. Many are going to be seduced and fall away from the love that we've had shed abroad in our heart. You, you can fall away. Listen, you can fall away from these things listed. And as we're fall, we're, listen, let me say this today. The child of God is either growing and moving 
in the direction where they're becoming determined to know nothing other, more and more determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified, or they are in a slow fade. They're falling away. Listen to these psychological words of man's wisdom instead of the almighty anointed truth of God's Word pointing us to the one who is the living Word, the truth, and what He did so that God's Word can be applicable to our hearts through faith in the blood and that alone, my friend. Listen, the Bible says that even though they were once enlightened, even though they've tasted of the heavenly gift, and we covered what that heavenly gift is from Romans 5 in our last session, part 4. If you didn't hear it, please <coughs> go back and listen to it. I believe you'll be encouraged. I believe you'll see some things you've never heard, you've never seen before. So, if we fall away from the enlightenment we received in the beginning, if we fall away from the taste of that heavenly gift, if we fall away from uh, being partakers of the Holy Spirit, if we begin to fall away from the only legal avenue the Holy Spirit works within the perimeters of, which is the cross of Christ, if we fall away from the taste of the good Word of God. There's only one good taste. Jesus said, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. But if you do eat my flesh and drink my blood, I dwell in you and you dwell in me. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. But if we fall away from the taste of the good Word of God, if we fall away from the powers that we've Seen that, that's in the coming world for us, if we fall away, the Bible says it's impossible to renew them again unto repentance. This, listen, this doesn't mean that when we stagger and stumble and we've bumped our heads and, and we've been carried off through the lust of our own flesh after things, that's not what this is talking about. This is talking about a falling away from faith in the crucified Son of God. We're either trusting in that work or we're backsliding in a process of, of stumble, stumbling around and confused because we, we've not learned the exclusive way in which God saves and sanctifies and gives us all the grace we could ever receive to be found as sufficient in our lives. Listen, listen, very carefully, this means that we have now fallen away and intentionally chosen to believe that the cross is not the only way that God saves and delivers and heals and provides the grace we need. I always bring it up and I always have to under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Exodus 32, Moses has been on the mountain for several days. He comes down. There's a big party, an orgy taking place. Dancing and singing and partying. And they've built, the people of God have built a golden calf. But they put it right beside the altar. See, God doesn't allow the Christ and Him crucified 
He doesn't allow us to add another and. It is not Christ and Him crucified and that second and puts us in a place of being eliminated from the grace offered and it also puts us in a place of paralyzation and it also puts us in a place where we are weak in the faith and unless, and unless we're growing more becoming more assured of Christ and His sacrifice that that was so perfect God doesn't need to add to it, then we're going to be found in a slow process of falling away. And instead of trusting in the work of Christ at the cross, we're going to be found having eventually turned away from that, trusting now this and that. And, and while we're trusting in anything other than the cross of Christ, our crucified, buried, and resurrected Savior, get this, then we're trusting in something else. And when we trust in something else for salvation, for sanctification, we're, we're, we're in the process instead of benefiting from the cross of Christ, we're actually all over again crucifying the Son of God afresh. Putting Him to an open shame. I believe the Bible bears out that while we're trusting in these programs and these fads and even with the, the, the excuse that they help point us to the cross, which is all a bunch of mumbo-jumbo lies of the enemy, while we're trusting in these things, we're putting to shame our Savior by not trusting in what He did at Calvary. God's never offered two things to humanity. He's offered one. His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and His atoning sacrificial work at Calvary. He's not offering us anything else. And all the things that you might say, no, God's offering us everything. Yes, but it's only through Christ. That means faith in His work at the cross. Never forget this. When we read words like in verse 3, and this we will do, that means go on unto perfection. If God permits, God will permit those to go on unto perfection who hear the wake-up call. That's unto righteousness. That's to move away from the milk and, and, and the place of dullness of hearing and come back to the place where we're giving the more earnest heed to this great salvation of our Lord given to us. Come back to the place where we move away from the milk and now we begin to become the teachers that we should have been a long time ago. And we're no longer going to be held paralyzed by those who refuse to repent and away under righteousness. Hallelujah. They, they can do what they choose to do, but you and I are going to choose today to awaken unto His righteousness, to begin to look to Calvary for everything. Our Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who endured the cross. See, that's all written together. 
Because the Holy Spirit wants you to know the only place your faith was authored and finished and will work for you is if you and I look to Jesus who endured the cross, hallelujah, for the joy that was set before him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is why, how do you think all these cross-preaching churches have been and are being established by the power of the Holy Spirit in these last few moments of this era called the the fullness of the times of the Gentiles. How did that happen? God had to stir men's hearts like he once stirred Abraham and other men, Paul the apostle, to be able to get up and get out of those things that make me feel good, uh, they sound good, and oh, I have been so deceitfully deceived by not listening to the preachers of righteousness that open God's Word in its only context, which is righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Hallelujah. They have to be because all of God's words give us life that's only found through the blood of Jesus which we hear about through the gospel which Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel to those who go from faith to faith, the just, justified by the blood, faith in the gospel are the ones who are going from faith in the cross to faith in the cross to faith in the cross to faith in the cross. <coughs> and all the promises in God's Word for us, they're there for us to believe in Christ and His work at Calvary. We don't we believe that God heals and, and does all the things the Bible says He does because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But make 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 very sure that your faith is not in anything other than Christ and His work at Calvary. You can have faith for God to give you a spouse, for God to give you a job, for God to to heal your body. But the location of your faith must be in Christ and His atoning work at Calvary because that's where we entered Him. That's how we are in the body of Christ today by being immersed into His death, Romans 6, 3. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope you're being encouraged by this. And those who are coming back to righteousness, that path of righteousness back to the place where the garments are untainted. Read Revelation chapter 3. Go back and listen to last night's message of part 4 of the church in Sardis. It's such a scary thing for those who just believe God's Word. Now most of the church changes God's Word. Says it means something else and they'll go miles and miles of opinion and men's psychology and wisdom trying to change God's Word but God's Word says what it says and means what it says and we just need to stick with it. Amen? This has been a great broadcast today. This, is, this has been a great broadcast and we will move on into this further Monday morning as he goes on deeper in this to explain in the natural what's really happening here 
in the spiritual. So make sure you join in with us uh, Monday morning live at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. And uh, it was we were a couple hours late today because of unexpected things <coughs> that I couldn't schedule around. I had to make sure that I was there. But anyway, tune in in the morning for our session on Bible faith in light of the cross. And I'm so thankful for all of you who God is awakening unto righteousness. For there and there alone, through faith in the cross, will we be able to have the discernment we need for the days ahead so that we don't get all tangled up in world events, but we stay wrapped up all in Jesus. Hallelujah. We don't Fear won't carry us away. The lust of our flesh won't carry us away as long as our hope is in Christ and Him crucified. So thanks for tuning in. Help us share these broadcasts as the whole world needs to hear this gospel that we are preaching. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. I pray that your heart has been touched today and that God would reach in to the situations that are going on in your life to give you the peace, the joy, the comfort, and the strength that you need all by His grace through your faith in the cross of His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll see you in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time on Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. Until then... Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. I'll see you then.